This is 5-Minute Friday on how only beginners know everything. CrossFit is a popular fitness franchise in Western countries where members pay to show up and be shouted at as they are timed performing countless repetitions of heavy barbell lifts, pull-ups, tire flips, and the like. The idea of functional fitness, which CrossFit is the leading brand within, is to develop a highly transferable set of physical skills across many domains, cardiovascular, strength, mobility, accuracy, so that you can excel in any real-world scenario you may encounter. About a decade ago, I began attending CrossFit gyms, and for about five years, I genuinely believed that I was good at it. In my mind, I could outcompete anyone else in the class. I could lift heavier deadlifts, do more push-ups, run faster than the guy next to me. I remember really believing this. When the guy next to me would turn out to be able to lift a heavier weight, do way more pull-ups, or run way faster, I would chalk it up to me having a bad day, or I'd make the excuse in my own mind that that particular workout that day, well, maybe that wasn't the one for me, but I generally excel at this sport. As a beginner, I thought I knew everything about CrossFit and that I was great at it. Four years ago, about six years after having started CrossFitting, for the first time I began attending classes with great regularity and consistency. It was finally no longer something I squeezed into my week, but something I was committed to that I built my schedule around so that I didn't miss workouts. This was a humbling experience. No longer a complete beginner, and getting more regular recordings of my performances, I could more realistically evaluate my capabilities relative to those around me. As I honed this self-awareness more and more, I began to see and accept how terrible I really was at CrossFit and always had been. I'm a big guy and I couldn't deadlift anywhere near folks half my weight. I couldn't string more than a couple of pull-ups together, and my running speed was middle of the pack at best. No longer a complete beginner, I could see that I was bad. In the long run, this is a good thing. Through years of consistent practice, commitment, and lots of lifestyle improvements, I'm still pretty bad at CrossFit, but for the most part, I'm gradually, reliably improving at all of the simple movements, and at a handful of them, I can now execute them at a slightly above average level. This uh, this has been a recurring pattern in complex pursuits that I've taken up over the years, not just CrossFit. It's happened with meditation, with musical instruments, and with my career. In all of these, as a beginner, I somehow completely deluded myself into thinking I knew everything. In data science careers, I see this only beginners know everything pattern time and again. Not with everyone, but I see it a lot. People who have worked through a few introductory data science textbooks or are fresh out of a data science boot camp or out of an undergraduate degree in a quantitative discipline, most of these folks have largely been provided with entirely clean data sets to work with. The problems they've been asked to solve by their textbook questions or their instructors have clear solutions and they build on the material they formally studied in the preceding days or weeks. This can build a false sense of security. These beginner data scientists, some of them, are sure they know everything. But guess what? It's only beginner data scientists who know everything. It might be years before they start to have enough of an understanding of the field that they can start to perceive their level of ability more accurately relative to their peers. It is then that they start to realize that the field of data science is so vast that they don't really know much at all, and they never will. (laughs) There's an adage for this so overused that it's a cliche. It's the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. 
Indeed, as I detailed in episode 472, in a data science career, the learning never stops. Even the simplest, most frequently used techniques in programming languages have details underpinning their applicability that could fill hundreds of doctoral theses with only more and more questions emerging from these intimate investigations. This, again, as I said in episode 472, is one of the aspects that makes a data science career so endlessly exciting. For the curious-minded, there's much more than a lifetime of deeply fascinating aspects to explore, and each year these multiply across journal articles, datasets, sensors, software libraries, and commercial applications. I suppose my takeaway point from this episode is that if you're early in your data science career or your journey into any challenging pursuit and you feel like you know everything, well, that may be because you're a beginner. Now, all that said, many folks at any stage of their career feel the opposite of what I've detailed in this episode. They feel an imposter. They feel like an imposter, even though they are in fact well-suited to the data science challenges they're being presented. I'll dig into this polar opposite, but nevertheless common situation called imposter syndrome in a future episode of the show. Okay, that's it for now though. For next week's 5-Minute Friday, it'll be episode 500 of the Super Data Science Show, and I have something extra special in store for you, a potentially life-altering, if not at least day-altering experience that you'll be able to undertake just by laying down and listening. All right, in the meantime... Keep on rocking it out there, folks, and catch you on another round of the Super Data Science Show very soon. <laughs>